Primrose and Terry in the Shed. It's the podcast that gives you that little bit of insight into our social distance lives here in rural central Bedfordshire, and it gives Primrose an activity to do as part of a home learning. I'm Terry, and with me is Primrose. So, Prim, it's raining. Yeah, it life, is. Life without the unlimited access to the trampoline, I'm afraid. And <laughs> how's that? How's that going? Not very good. What sort of weather is your favourite, Primrose? Probably hot and sunny and snowy. Well, as in, not at the same time? Yeah, because that would be a bit weird. That would be just weird wet. Or be sludge. So all in all, this, top, uh, this type of weather is, is far from your favourite? Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. Coming up... In today's podcast, Primrose, I thought I'd better tell the listener what to expect. We will be having the riddle, as ever. You've uh, lined a riddle up for us. It's I... a pretty tricky one. It is a tricky one. But please send in answers this time. We need as many answers as possible, because this is a hard one, and we really want some people to get it. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how many people get it right. So I really, really want people to message us about what the answer to the riddle might be. Over the weekend, Primrose and I popped over to the allotment, as we so often do, and uh, we have some audio from our experience. Uh, We'll be speaking to Cousin Daisy, Primrose. Cousin Daisy, what can you tell us, a brief preview about Cousin Daisy? Well, she's 20. Uh, She lives in Branston. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's about enough of a preview, I think. More from Daisy soon. We'll be talking about Primrose's current favourite TV programme to watch, The Junior Bake Off, which is available on the all four online platform. That'll be fun. Uh, we'll be reading some of your emails and messages. Thank you to everyone who sent some. We'll be chatting about, in our book review section, Roy of the Rovers. We briefly uh, mentioned this, uh, Roy of the Rovers, in the last podcast when talking about Scottish accents, Prim. But uh, Roy of the Rovers, the new books especially. You have a way with words, Roy Race. <laughs> I can't say it like that. No, no, I can't say it like me either, to be honest. Say Any- it like you. You got a way with words, Roy Race. That's good. That's Mackay. That's when I, when I have to do all the different voices for the different characters, especially in the, the comic versions. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be chatting about the new Roy of the Rovers books. Um, and a bit some later. of the old ones, maybe. Maybe we'll talk about the old ones too, yes, because Daddy's got a couple of those. We'll be giving you the riddle solution towards the end of the podcast, just before we hear from Mummy in the Garden. Uh, whether or not Mummy will be in the garden might depend on how rainy it is, although Mummy often likes to be out in the rain. That's the sort of Mummy she is. I'll climb up the is. apple tree. I'll gonna... climb up the apple tree. Oh, really? What, mummy in the apple tree? That would, yeah. be, that would be a podcast exclusive. <laughs> Health and safety nightmare. Uh, and then that's about it. So before... Get your hard hats and metal steel boots on. Fair Get enough. Uh, shall we Shall we give out the riddle, Primrose? Shall we tell people okay, yes. what the riddle is today? This is the riddle. What has lots of eyes but can't see? What has lots of eyes but can't see? Hmm, that's tricky. What does have lots of eyes and then can't see? That would be like, do we know any creatures that have lots of eyes? Like, do flies have eyes? Yeah, they have two. Yeah, well, well, we've got two. (laughs) They have two eyes. Mm. Anyway, what has lots of eyes but can't see? Primrose will be revealing the answer to that riddle a little bit later. Now, over the weekend, 
Prim and I spent some time over the road at the allotment site. You may have heard of Terry at the allotment on Radio 2 with Jeremy Vine, but this is Primrose and Terry at the allotment. Uh, we start, however, in a more familiar location. Primrose, whereabouts are we standing We're now? We're standing where we would have had Mummy in the garden. Yeah, so we're right near uh, Mummy's office, or the shed, where we normally record the podcast. And where are we about to walk to? To the allotment. How far away is the allotment? Um, it's quite close to our house. Yeah, quite close. Right, shall we, uh, shall we start this journey? OK, then. Opening the gate. Mm-hmm. And shutting it behind me. So we have to go under a big tree that has now got all its blo- blossom off. Um, and then you've, there are two paths. One leads to um, a forget-me-not path with um, some trees that um, are nice and some flowers. If you go the other way, um, you go through a few trees, then you come out onto a space where there are loads of different allotments. So we've just walked past uh, Lindsay and Ray and Adam's house, who live opposite us, and we're very much in the woodland now, and there's lots of flowers. And flies. And flies. And And we're we're making a right turn here. Cow, parsley and um, garlic mustard. Is that what it is? Cow, parsley and garlic mustard? Yes. See, Primrose tells me... Because she actually remembers these things that Mummy tells her. Periwinkle. What's that? And periwinkle, that's a plant. That's a purple flower. It looks like there are some other people at the allotment site, so we'll make sure we keep our distance from them. But we'll say hello to them when we walk past. Hello. So, Primrose, where are we now? Um, we're near our allotment. Yeah, we're actually at the allotment site. We're just walking to our allotment. At the bottom of our allotment site, what have we got? What, what's here, right my, at the bottom? My, um, potions lab. Potions lab, or the mud kitchen that we once referred to in an earlier podcast. And if you can uh, describe it at the moment, it looks a bit of a mess. Yeah. We've just had some new deliveries. Green food potioning. Hopefully we've got um, vinegar. And we've got um, rice. Bicarbonate of soda. Oh, right. And you've got some squirty soap as well. Planning on making some potions today? Um, I don't really know because I filled basically much of my potions up and not many of them are doing that good. Okay, well, maybe it's time to make another. Can you tell us about some other things on the allotment, starting with what's right next to your potions lab here? So we've got a pumpkin and a butternut squash bed. Ah, is there a pumpkin or a butternut squash I can eat here? No, not at the moment. In fact, what, what is there? Well, there is um, some... Uh, there's just brambles, sweet. 
Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Brambles that I've got to clear up at some point, I think. What about over here, Primrose? What's just opposite where your potions lab is? Explain what this bit is. It's our strawberry bed. Oh, can we see any strawberries yet? Yes. We can see the flowers are blossoming good. I can't eat flowers. What happens to the flowers? They turn into strawberries, silly. Oh, OK. Well, I'm, I'm going to look forward to eating those. In fact, it's quite a lot of flowers. Does that mean there'll be quite a lot of strawberries soon? Yeah. Oh, one's just fallen out of its hole. Can you fix that? What's on this plot just behind the strawberries? Um, so it's got the leeks and onions. Oh, yummy. Well, we eat... We certainly eat a lot of onions. I think there's some garlic too. Okay, yeah, is that in this plot here, in the next yes. one? Huh? Excellent, looks like there's a weed on the corner, does that need picking? Yes. They grow quickly, don't they, those weeds? Um, now we've got to our flower bed, um, where my scarecrow is, and it's completely been demolished by some sort of animal for some reason. Primrose, do you remember last year when we found an animal, or you found an animal in one of the beds? It was a mole. What was it doing? It was dead. <laughs> it's true. It was just me and you up here. I was doing some weeding or watering or something, and you said, Mo, Mo. <laughs> and I was like, whatever. And you're like, no, really, there's a mole. <laughs> and it was a dead mole just lying there in the middle of the flock. Like, oh, um, and, and what did we do with the mole? You uh, put it in a hole. Yeah, it was a mole and it belongs in a hole. There, we gave it a proper send off, didn't we? So, Primrose, um, our, one of our allotment neighbours, Kate, who's been very busy at the allotment in the last couple of weeks, and she just brought something over to show us when she saw we were recording. Could you describe what it is she's brought over in a tray? Um, she's brought over a wasp's nest. <gasps> How big is it? Very tiny. About the size of a ping pong ball. Yeah, that's a good description. What does it look like? It looks like a big paper barky ball with holes in. How do they make it, do you think? I think they produce it because it doesn't look like it. I wonder, Prim, if they do something like they chew it up. Yeah. And when you have a close look inside, because on the outside it's like a ping pong ball shredded up, on the inside, what does it look like? Looks like a honeycomb. Yeah, there's a pattern. And why what, Why do you think that is? Because I guess that's where they keep stuff. Mm, I don't know enough about wasps other than I'm not a massive fan of them. Isn't that fascinating? You, know, you get loads of stuff like that at the allotment. Um, what's on this plot behind you, Prim? Oh, OK. So we've got rhubarb and our um, black currants. Mm, that rhubarb, there's loads of it. Yeah, there is. Should, we should probably get picking that soon. We've got to get the size of Eric. That's our challenge. Yeah. Er, Eric is our plot neighbour. He's very good uh, at uh, growing stuff on his allotment plot. At the top of the allotment, can you describe what you're looking at right now? It's a little mini um, wildlife pond. Mini wildlife pond made out of the washing up tub donated here. You've got some things growing in there. And what's it next to, Primrose? Either side of that mini pond, what have you got? 
So you've got the peanut butter bird feeder and my IBC tank on one side. Yeah, the IBC tank's full of loads of water. It's like a big water tank, which is having, um, well, it's got less water than it did. I've got my prim's garden. It's um, my little shelter. Yeah, so we built a, a little shelter made out of crates for you at the top. So you've got a mud kitchen slash potion lab made out of and crates down the bottom. Toys. Have you? Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you've got some little ornament toys. Yeah, loads. Uh, and just finally, as part of this tour, can you open this for us? It's the actual shed. Ta-da! Oh, the allotment shed, which... Uh, who built this? Uh, Dave and you. It means that we can store our allotment goodies inside and our tools and things like that and also collect water from the water that falls on top. And it's made of metal, so it's very noisy. And when it rains and you're in here, you can really hear the rain, can't you? Primrose, thank you for showing us around the allotment plot. Before we before we go, what are you likely to do whilst Daddy's digging up paths at the allotment? I'm likely to be playing with my toys... And or eating or potioning. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Primrose, for the tour of the allotment. It's time for the part of the podcast where we speak to someone, someone who we know. Yes, that's that's exactly what we're going to do, using Daddy's phone. And today, we are going to speak with your cousin, Daisy, who we exclusively revealed a little while ago, uh, was 20 and lived in Branston, which is uh, in Leicestershire. Uh, Primrose has some questions lined up, but will Daisy answer the phone? Let's find out. It's ringing, Prim. Is she going to answer? And is she going to be ready for you? <gasps> hello. 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 Is that Daisy? Hello. Hello, guys. Hello. Thank you for taking our call. Um, we're hoping you might uh, answer a couple of Primrose's questions, if that's okay. Sure, that'd be great. Tell us about what pets you have, please. Oh, okay. I have, um, I've got a pony called Jojo. Um, I've got a little dog called Spotty. Um <sighs> I've got two hamsters called Goblin and Uranus, and I think that's about it. Oh, and we've got a lizard. Interesting names for hamsters, Daisy. Oh, honestly, um, very chaotic. I think. Did did who who helped you come up with those names? My friend. Well, Uranus has got a moon on her head, so we wanted to call her something space themed, um, and for some reason that that stuck. Yes. Um, and goblin is just a bit of a goblin. Do all of these animals live in your house? Um, yes, apart from the pony uh, who lives outside. <laughs> <laughs> just checking. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if if I was allowed, he would be inside, though. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he would. That would, that would Welcome to the new pony room. Yes, if pony exactly. Had room, that'd be fun. He could share my room. <laughs> that wouldn't go well. <laughs> um, can you tell us about your university course? Oh, sure. Um, so I study animal behaviour and welfare at Hartpree in Gloucestershire. Mm. Um, 
and yeah, I'm in my second year. Well, at the end of it, my second year. What sorts of things are covered in in that course, Daisy? Um, it's a lot of like uh, training, and then increasing the welfare of captive animals. Um, and lots of like enrichment based things and kind of noticing and studying different behaviors of a lot of animals okay and and what so what sort of animals like would you be focusing on kind of like your everyday your pets your hamsters dogs um horses and then we also do like uh farm animals and then zoo animals as well uh so basically everything what are your what's your favorite sort of animal daisy oh definitely a horse i think yeah, what's your favourite, Prim? Um, I don't know, really. <laughs> I haven't decided because I like furry animals, but I like long-lived furry animals. Long, as in, mm-hmm. as in furry animals that live longer lives. A bit more than Hermione. Yeah, Hermione's. Like, yeah. We keep warning Primrose. Hermione's only got a couple of years. Oh. <laughs> but what about um? How long do horses generally live for, Daisy? Oh, um. They can live up to 30, 30, 40 if you're lucky. Mine's 21, Gosh. so he's he's getting on a bit. Hang on, so your horse is older than you? Yes, he is. Oh, and does he does he boss you around as a result? Mm, a little bit. <laughs> I, I feel like it's a bit mutual. Obviously, your um, your university course, you're not at university at the moment. Um, I know no. I know that from my own experiences. So... <laughs> What's going on? It has has it finished, or are you doing remote learning from home? How's that work? Basically, I'm doing all my lectures from home, and then I'm still handing in assignments, and then I'm going to have all of my exams um, in May, and they're going to be online exams. So that that should be interesting. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, good luck. Good luck with those, and good luck motivating yourself to do some revision. Oh, thank you. <laughs> What's it like to have a younger sister? Hmm. Well, that's interesting because <laughs> in, sometimes it's very annoying, but also, you know, I love her to bits and I'm quite protective over her, but also she does bully me a bit oh. because she's a lot taller than me. Um, <laughs> so kind of the, the dynamics changed, I think, as we've got older. How, how, how much younger is she than you then, Daisy? Um, so she's five years younger than me. And yeah. she's taller than you? Yes. Uh, yes. What what sort of heights are we are we talking about here? I'm five foot two. Okay. And she's, I want to say, getting up to five eight, five nine ish. Oh gosh, she's yeah. yeah. So yes, there's there's a gap is forming between. So I guess yeah. she's thin and tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not as thin as a piece of string, as that would be totally <laughs> weird. You you say that there are you know you you're protective and and. You're trying to allude to the fact there are some positive things. What What's one positive aspect of having a younger sister, Daisy? Oh, there's, you know, sh- there's always a friend in your house, basically. That's nice. And when I was younger, you know, there was always someone to play with. Ha- you didn't have to rely on boring mummy and daddy like Primrose does. No, I don't think my mummy and daddy could be bothered. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what's it like being at home now? So what do you have to do? basically in Um, your spare time it's interesting because i was working and then i stopped um, because i'm uh, in the high risk category so now i'm kind of not doing much i'm doing school work um i'm going to see my horse quite a lot and spending most of the day down the yard going for walks and stuff Mm. And, and your high risk is that asthma 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I needed to be a bit more sensible about it. Oh, fair enough. Well, well Daisy, we really appreciate your time. It's been brilliant speaking to you and finding out more about what you're getting up to. Oh, thank you, guys. So, your sister's not as tall as a giraffe, because... <laughs> Well, checking. maybe she'll get there one day. You never know. Like a baby giraffe. <laughs> good. <laughs> on, and on that note, uh, Daisy, have a, have a good rest of your day and afternoon. And uh, and we'll you be too. speaking to you soon, I hope. Hopefully. Yes, I hope so. All right. Bye okay, for good. now, Daisy. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 So we're talking about now the Junior Bake Off, which is a television programme very much inspired by the Great British Bake Off, like it's made by the same people and is in the same tent. Uh, For those of you familiar with the Great British Bake Off, I think you will enjoy the Junior Bake Off. Primrose, explain what happens in the Junior Bake Off, which is available on all four. So different children compete to get the best bake. So they make um, cakes mm-hmm. and biscuits. Yes. And scones. Uh, scones. 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 Well, anyway, um, yes. There's a lot of debate on that. And do you remember the name of the person presenting the program? Harry Hill. Yeah, Harry Prue Hill. Prue Liam. Prue and Liam are the judges. And Le- Prue Leaf. Prue Leaf is her full name, and Liam. I don't know his surname, but they're good judges, aren't they? They give lots of nice feedback. Yeah. And the children are aged, uh, some of them are aged 9 or 10, and some of them are aged up to 15, and there's all the ages in between. And one of them called Drew. Yes. She was basically an adult. She was re- She was one of the oldest ones, wasn't she, yeah. Drew? She was probably about 19 or 18. But she was actually 15, but yeah. she looked older. Yeah. Um, and when we haven't finished it yet, have we? we're about halfway through all the programs. Who do you think is going to win the Junior Bake Off based on how far in we've seen? I don't know. Any guesses? I don't bet. Or, no, or just like who? Who? Who do you like the most? I would like, but I'm not saying this person will. I would like Tilly to win. Ah, Tilly is one of the younger contestants, and one of my favourite things about Tilly is the fact that. She can't even do up her own apron without someone helping her out. And yet all of her bakes seem to be among the most complicated. And they always say, you've done so much work, Tilly. And she's only a couple of years older than you, Prim. So I'm a big fan of Tilly. Um, And we also like Eliza. She seems to be... She's got two star bakers in a row. Yeah, she's very good. I don't hope she gets star baker again. Oh, what, you want someone else to get the star baker? Yeah. There was there was the boy because they they've split them up into two groups and there was a boy in the second group who always came bottom of all the challenges but every time he was like I think I'm gonna win I think no, I'm gonna win no he says he's confident and he says I'll just go with it he said I'm having the time of my life even though if I do go out yeah we liked him but yeah. he was inevitably gonna go out and he did. <laughs> I don't think he ever had much chance of winning the Junior Bake Off. So, Primrose, does it make you want to do more baking, watching the Junior Bake Off? Uh, no. So why are you watching it? What what makes it an interesting programme to watch? 
it's just because I like seeing the appetising cakes. Yeah. And what's, <laughs> what, what sort of cakes have been your favourite so far? Mm. There's one that was a spaghetti bolognese and pizza one. That was Tilly's. As in, it wasn't made out of spaghetti bolognese and pizza, though, was it? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like a very nice cake. Yuck. <laughs> Um, what what was it? Was it actual like sweet cake? Yeah. But it looked like spaghetti bolognese. And pizza. Amazing. Would you recommend the Junior Bake Off to people listening? Yes. I would. I yeah. would. Even adults and children? Yeah. Okay, cool. So Junior Bake Off, um, you can get it on all four, which is their online platform. Uh, there's lots of other good programmes there as well. But we are slowly but surely... Uh, getting through the episodes when we have our TV time occasionally in the evenings. Junior Bake Off, we recommend it. It's time for the emails and messages. Yes, and how can people contact the podcast should they wish to contribute to this section, Primrose? Is it primroseterryshed at gmail.com? That is the email address and the Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash primroseterryshed. And uh, speaking of primroseterryshed, do you remember I said that my student Luke came up with the hashtag primroseterryshed? He's used it on Twitter to say that he's listening to the new episode, the last episode of Primrose and Terry in the Shed, and he thought that the book review of the book with no pictures just reminded him reminded him of every textbook at the university, which he's used for references in the last four years. So, uh, yes, he's pointing out, Primrose, that lots of books that he reads have no pictures. Thank you for listening to the pod last, Luke. Yeah, thanks, Luke. We appreciate your listenership and your support. Hello to Nikki. Nikki, who says Jenny Bunny sounds lovely. She got in touch via the uh, Podbean page. Thank you, Nikki. Is Jenny Bunny lovely, Primrose? Uh, yeah, but you probably wouldn't like to meet her. Why not? She looks horrendous. <laughs> in what way does she look? Didn't she have a go in the washing machine the other day? Yeah. And doesn't she look a lot better now? No. She smells a bit better. No, she doesn't. <laughs> Hello to Ed to Ed. Ed to Ed, Primrose. Ah, uh, geocaching. Yeah, the geocache episode we made. Geocaching. They, um, they are the people that put the geocache there, and they I listen to the podcast. Geocache. Yeah, they said it was great coverage. Great coverage of our geocache. Thank you, and it sounds like you had fun. And we did definitely have fun. Thank you very much. <laughs> Especially uh, in the getting lost part. Yeah, we did get lost. That's like us all <laughs> over, Prim. <laughs> I'm I'm not the best person to, to navigate you on the map where it's more mummy's domain. But we get by, me and you. And uh, hello to Susie, who says the podcast is amazing. And you are becoming famous. Uh, Primrose, do you feel like you're becoming famous? <laughs> not really. No. Because... If I was famous, I would be going to Hollywood, and I'm definitely not going to Hollywood. Hollywood? Is yeah. that where all the famous people go? Most people. Well, if Most you're a famous people. podcaster, I don't, I don't know if you need to go to Hollywood. But if you were making films, then maybe. Would you like to be famous and one day and go to Hollywood? Um, Probably not. <laughs> no? No. 
Thank you very much, Susie. Um, we'll try not to become too famous then, Prim. If people want to contact us via the email, what is that address? PrimroseTerryShared at gmail.com Yes, and the Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash PrimroseTerryShared. Okay, it's time for the book review. It's a, it's a really good one coming up today. Yeah, so Primrose has loads of books. We love to review them. And you've actually got three books on your lap today. What's that about? Tell us more. So it's Ride the Rovers. I've got one ro- new Ride the Rovers comic, one new Ride the Rovers book, and one very old Ride the Rovers annual. The Ride the Rovers from annual, Daddy. yes. I've got loads of uh, old-fashioned Ride the Rovers annuals from Daddy. So how would you describe War of the Rovers to people that have no idea, Prim? They're basically very good football stories. Uh-huh. And you humour me by enjoying these football stories because uh, you know Daddy used to like them. But do you actually enjoy finding out what happens in War of the Rovers? Yeah. And what do you think you prefer, the old War of the Rovers or the new War of the Rovers? Probably the old War of the Rovers because they're a bit funnier. <laughs> but I'm not meaning to say that the... New Roy, the Rovers are bad. So th- they are quite nice. Yeah, they are good. I mean, I'm but enjoying the new I ones. I don't know what Timecaster is because they didn't introduce Timecaster. Timecaster are Melchester Rovers, like city rivals. So they're based in the same city in the new ones, at least. And Timecaster are like the Manchester City of um, of of Melchester, whereas. Uh, I know Melchester Rovers in the new ones have had a real fall from grace. Whereas in the old Roy of the Rovers, which you've currently got in your hand, Prim. Yeah, very old. Roy is a bit older and he's the player manager and Melchester just win everything. And Roy's the best player in the world, basically. So it's a bit different. Um, You've got the 1989 Roy of the Rovers annual, which is a classic. You're going through some pages. Primrose, are you trying to find the page in the book where you can see their some of the players' bottoms. <laughs> Someone they made it into Un- Un- United's ground and a session of ice cold showers. <laughs> <laughs> in this in this particular uh, story, this is where um Melchester have all been sort of drugged with sleep drugs. Um, and they're having ice-cold showers to try and wake them up so they can play in this cup match. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, the funny thing about Roy the Rose Primrose is that every other game seems to be a cup match. It's like back then, in the late 80s and 90s, early 90s, cup games were really important, whereas now it's all about the Premier League. But they always talk about cup games in Melchester Rovers, uh, in the old classic Roy. In the new Roy of the Rovers, what just happened in the in what is book or graphic novel 4 which is the one called Transferred. What happened right at the end? I'll read um, the very end page. Um, so it says, oh no. <laughs> that's the very end words. Yeah. Okay. And what what is it that's happening when he says, oh no, at the end? That's Roy saying, oh no. And what's the picture of? Melchester Rovers on fire. <laughs> yeah, their stadium's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> which is... Pretty Roy of the Rovers stuff. Everything happens to Roy of the Rovers. Did you get the Big Bertha one? Well, in, in you're back in the 1989 annual where they've got lots of other stories uh, and you've got some favourites there, haven't you? Yeah. Like, in Roy of the Rovers, how how do they commentate on games? What tends to happen? 
Like, like when you look at the, like one of these classic Roy the Rovers, this is my favourite. It just bit. goes out of the side of the. Yeah, thing. so it's the fans are constantly commentating on Roy of the Rovers. Johnny Dexter's lost possession. Rovers hard man looks more like a wet weekend. Andy Styles didn't move a muscle. I don't think he even saw that shot. It's just who's who's talking. <laughs> it's the crowd usually commentating on the game, and, and everything ends with an exclamation mark as well. It's like, what's happened to the famous Melchester Rovers? They're playing like a bunch of Taylor's dummies. <laughs> you have to scream, everyone. It's there! Goal number three! Racy snatched the winner! You're looking at a story called The Challenge Match, where a group of boys a group of boys take on a, a girls' team. Big Bertha. And they, the girls have a player called Big Bertha, who, who knocks down all the big... The players, because she's quite a unit. Uh, in the 1989 annual, there is quite a lot of uh, casual sexism thrown in. And in, in this, even though the girls' team beats the boys' team, it's, it's done in such a way that obviously this is aimed at uh, boys and, and probably created by someone at a time where such behaviours were more commonly accepted. I don't think you could get away with it now. And in fact, in the new Roy of the Rovers, Primrose... Who are some of the best characters? Like, what's Roy's girlfriend called? Fionn. Fionn. And what does Fionn... She's a bit like Ginny Weasley. Yes, she does look like Ginny Weasley. What does Fionn do, Primrose? Um... She says, oh, right. (laughs) Yeah, just before they start kissing or something. But what... But what what does she do? Like, what, what sort of expertise does she have? She's... The manager of football girls' football team. Yeah, she runs the girls' football team, and she also does physiotherapy, doesn't she? Yeah. There's also a character in the new Melchester Rovers called Frankie Pepper. Frankie Pepper. Who's kind of the caretaker manager in this new Roy of the Rovers? Who's the character I'm pointing at here? Rocky. Rocky, who is Roy's brother. Roy's sister! <laughs> yeah, Rocky's Roy's sister, and she's a really good footballer as well. She plays for a different team. Well, she plays for the Melchester girls team. So anyway, um, Primrose, we've probably talked about all the different Roy of the Rovers quite enough. The new books, by the way, the book is by Tom Palmer, and the current comics read? are by Rob Williams and Lisa Henk. Would you recommend Roy of the Rovers to, to listeners, Primrose? Yes, even girls, because some... Some girls like the um, kissy part, maybe. <laughs> so what would you give it out of ten, Prim? All the Roy of the Rovers. I would give it... Uh, four, four, four. <laughs> All the book reviews, I'm going to give ten. Yeah? Are you giving it a ten? Again. <laughs> well, that's because you love the books you review. Primrose says ten. Primrose, thank you again for another stupendous book review. It's time for the answer of the riddle. Primrose, can you remind us what the riddle was? What has lots of eyes but can't see? What has lots of eyes but can't see? This is a tough one. What was the answer, Prim? It was a potato. <gasps> a potato. And and tell, why is that an answer? Potatoes can't see, that's for sure, but do they really have eyes? Yes. What are the eyes? They're um, little things on them. They look like eyes. Oh, the little, little dots and yeah. sprouty bits. Well, Primrose, that was a great riddle. Uh, I wonder if many people played along at home. Thank you, Primrose. 
for your riddle. And will there be another one next week? Yes, there will. Hopefully, we'll get many replies again. Thanks, Brim. It's time for another classic, Mummy in the Garden. Hello, Prim. Hello. This is the highlight of my afternoon. Is it? It is. Sitting on this swing seat looking out at the rain with you. What did you want to ask me about today? Well, oh, I was thinking maybe you could tell the listeners about some stuff, maybe, instead of me asking you some questions for a nice day. Sure, I can tell you a little bit about what we did this morning. Your, your brain might not be able to remember it, but we put on our waterproofs and we padded over into the woods, didn't we, opposite our house? Because... Yes, we did, didn't we? did and it was nice and we loved the rain and we played a game as we walked into the woods where we opened our mouths and we ran around the woods trying to catch the drips that were falling off the oak trees didn't we yeah i didn't catch any did you catch any i catch three lucky you um but the reason we were going to the woods is because we wanted to build a giant heart um primrose's school asked you to draw a heart at home and put in the heart all of the people you wanted to keep in your prayers but what we did instead was we made a giant heart out of big dark twigs and in it primrose chose some natural materials to represent all of the people that she wants to keep in her thoughts during coronavirus times all of the people that are special to her so can you remember what you put in it and who they represented i think old nanny was one and that was an old stick <laughs> yeah you chose a beautiful lichen co- covered stick to represent old nanny Who's your great nan? So that was nice. Anything else that you can remember that we put in the heart? Nanny Jew. Nanny Jew was in there. Yeah, you chose a sycamore leaf with little pink spots on because Nanny Jew quite likes pink, doesn't she? And then the green leaf for the sea. Yeah, Nanny Jew lives in Bexhill, as listeners to the podcast will know, because she's been a guest. So Primrose went through the woods trying to find beautiful items to represent all of her special people inside the heart and we took a photo of it and I promised that I would print it out and what were we going to do with it? Um, We were going to um, put it in my special book. We were going to put it in Primrose's special book which is a diary about all of the things that she's doing during coronavirus and she's pulling a really cheeky face at me because she just found in my pocket some seeds that I put there at the allotment a couple of days ago and I said I bet I forget that I put these seeds in my pocket and I did forget and thank goodness you found them so what a very fortunate mummy in the garden today was (laughs) was it a nice mummy in the garden for you mummy it's always a treat for me because it means I get to give you a hug outside (laughs) thanks for having me Bye, bye 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 in Primrose and Terry in the Shed. It is. Primrose and Terry in the Shed was presented by Primrose Lee and Terry Lee and produced by Primrose Lee, edited by Terry Lee with all imaging and music by Primrose Lee. Our artwork is by... Stu with a double O. Stu Elvin with a double O. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Stu, who did actually uh, promote the podcast logo on his own Facebook page this week as well. Thanks, Stu. Thank you for joining us, Primrose and Terry, in the shed. Goodbye! Goodbye!
Bye. 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 Bye.